Yes, happy hour. It is Tombstone Minute. We're on uh, Minute 110. I'm your co-host, Rob. And Joe's here, right? Are you here, Joe? Yeah, I'm uh, logged on. Okay, Ready to go. perfect. So, Joe, I just, you know, I think I kind of mixed up the opening there. Uh, this is Tombstone Minute. This is your daily podcast where we discuss you movie Tombstone. You don't need to do this anymore. Minute by minute. You don't need to do it. Minute one ten. I, I want in on, this on minute. Minute one eleven. I don't want you to explain what the podcast is about. I want you to you just, just try it. In this minute, Doc and Ringo begin their showdown. <sighs> okay, this is a big moment. This is big. This is is this the biggest moment in the movie? Yeah, this is yeah for sure. It's why everybody thinks that this movie rules. It's because um, of of this. So we start out with. Uh, I've been dreading this, this coming up when the movie actually gets really, really good. Because now I don't know what to talk about. Well, we start out with Texas Jack, right? He's like, I, I ain't got the words. Something Wyatt, that you have never said. <laughs> and Wyatt says, "I know, me neither." Something that Wyatt says most of the time. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um. And then we see Ringo and Joe. It looks like he's by a few oaks. And I would also argue that most are the same size. Yeah, it does not. There's no landmark that allows that to stand out. None of those oaks look any bigger. Just three <laughs> similar sized oaks. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> This is why this is this is why Wyatt is late to this thing because he's still just wandering around, <laughs> wandering around. What? Which brings up the good question: How did Doc find him? Uh, he's a little more wily than Wyatt is, I think. Um, yeah, that's a good question. I don't know. I don't know either. It doesn't matter, but um. So then we have, oh, man, I'm so excited to talk about this. We have Johnny Ringo. He's like, well, I didn't think you had it in you. And he's walking, and you can hear his spurs clicking, and he is so cocky at this moment, Joe. Just full of arrogance and confidence. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually do like the sound of, like, the spurs, like, as he walks. Because, um, you know, he's approaching someone in the distance. Um, and then we have this iconic moment as Val Kilmer, as Doc Holliday, kind of goes from darkness into light as he's got that cigarette smoke even, and he's like, I'm your Huckleberry. Um, what a great shot. What a great transition from him into, like, the darkness, the smoke, everything. It's perfect. Yeah. Um, once again, I have no interest in smoking, but it sure looks cool in movies, and this is like a... <laughs> Iconic yeah. example of that because this does not work if he's not smoking, not nearly as well. No. Um, well, let's just be honest; he probably shouldn't be smoking with that uh, tuberculosis. But listen, we're not doctors; he is. Yes, correct. Again, um, Ringo at this moment, Joe is shook. <laughs> <laughs> he wants nothing to do with him. Absolutely nothing. <laughs> like it's. We'll, we'll dig into this, but like, I just love how he's like, "Oh no!" So, 
so then Huckleberry or uh, Huckleberry, gosh, happy hour. Uh, Doc <laughs> responds with like, "Why, wow, Johnny Ringo, you look like somebody just walked over your grave." And now people talk about this line a lot. We haven't gotten to my favorite line in this minute yet. It's coming up, and it is the it's my favorite line. It's not a Huckleberry. It's not walking over the grave. Although that explanation, that description that Doc Holliday gives does fit what Johnny Ringo looks like there. I think he's got his mouth closed too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so once again, we have, we have Ringo. He's just like fights not with you holiday, which why is it with doc or why is it with Wyatt? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, well, he killed, uh, all of those cowboys. Yeah. But it's not like we ever saw Ringo palling up to any of those guys. Like, it's clearly his fight. Ringo's fight has always been with Doc from the beginning. Yeah, but he knows he can't beat him. Yes. This is like rock, paper, scissors is what we have happening, right? Where Doc would beat Ringo, Ringo would beat Wyatt, and Wyatt would beat Doc. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. I like it. Let's go with it. Um. So then Doc's like, I'll beg to differ, sir. We started a game we never got to finish. Play for blood, remember? Um, just a friendly PSA to everyone out there, specifically the youths. Don't run around yelling at you want to play for blood. <laughs> okay. It's generally a bad idea, it looks like, because Doc remembered that. He put that in the old memory bank and <laughs> yeah. brings it up again. And then this is my favorite part. And I'm, I'm. This is recency bias happening here, but I'm gonna say this is my favorite part of the movie, when Johnny Ringo's like, "I was just fooling about." <laughs> <laughs> That's really. I was just fooling. I was just fooling about. Just cocked right there. <laughs> yeah, he sucks. Like, he sets up this huge showdown with Wyatt Earp. This whole thing, it's elaborate. They kill McMasters to send a message. They have, like, the meeting time. They're at the big oak. The whole thing comes down, and Doc Holliday shows up instead, and Ringo is just, like, like at the beginning, he tries to have some sort of dignity, right? And he's like, oh, it's not with you. You know, like, hey, I don't, listen, we're not cross, are we? Like, let's, <laughs> this isn't a problem. But by the end, he's just like, <laughs> he gets called. He gets called out. And he's just like, I was just fooling about. Dad is just <laughs> making jokes. Uh, you know, we've all been there. And then this minute ends with Doc just saying, I wasn't. Yeah, it's so good. It's so, so good. Every line there is great. Um, this is probably the best minute that we've gotten to talk about. Yes. and Yes. I mean, it's a great minute. It's an iconic minute. This is this is um, this is way up there, and it's all it's all perfect. And I just it wasn't honestly until we started watching this minute by minute that that line of "I was just fooling about," man, is that funny? Yeah, it's hilarious. <laughs> what a pile of garbage that guy is! Like, and that's what makes it so great is you have a bully, right? Like, we can. Is Johnny Ringo a bully? I, I guess he's just a bad guy. He's not really a bully. Yeah, he's kind of... Like, Ike's a bully. Yeah, uh, yeah, okay, I see where you mean by that. Like, Ike... Uh, I, I, Ike's soft. 
like tissue yeah. paper for sure at uh and and Johnny Ringo is like, you know, a bad dude. But like this Yeah, moment- I guess. But like I don't know. What have we seen of him being like bad in an impressive way? Shooting that priest in the head. That's not bad in an impressive way. He shot an unarmed man. But he did it really quick. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I suppose that's true. Um <laughs> I was just fooling about. Um I I guess what I love about this is you sort of have like, like I said, rewatching it minute by minute, that arrogance of Johnny Ringo that slowly melts down into an attempt at like sort of keeping dignity to like the end where he's just like, I was just kidding, man. I was just making jokes. Don't kill me. Don't kill me, man. It's like, uh, <laughs> it's like in the, the first sequence in uh, Tim Burton's Batman. Don't kill me, man. And he holds him over the, uh, over the alleyway. Yeah. Same same thing happens there. You got some bad guy that's like, you know, totally trashing on someone and trashing on like an underling, and then the minute he like runs into Batman, he just just crumbles into nothingness. Yeah. Yeah. Doc. Uh, yeah. Um. Doc's not someone you want to meet in a dark alley. No. So, I feel I feel sort of. Like, we haven't given this minute justice. We're, we're, you know, 10 minutes in. But, like, I think this is what I struggle with sometimes is the great moments in Tombstone or in any movie are kind of hard to really dig into. Yeah, because I don't really think anyone wants to – well, first of all, I don't think anyone wants to listen to us talk about every minute of this movie, period. Well, they do, Joe. <laughs> yeah, I guess they do. Uh, but no one wants to talk. I, I guess it's less entertaining to hear someone talk about why something is great than it is to talk about why something is weird or why something is bad. And I don't, I don't really think we very often have to talk about why this movie is bad. It's not a bad no. movie, but there certainly are some bad minutes. There are some missteps. Yeah, but it's more like I I, I think what's what I like to listen to is people to bring up something I hadn't noticed before or make jokes about how weird something is. But yeah, this minute doesn't have much for us. What is there anything more? Okay. What is more embarrassing? Ike's breakdown in front of Wyatt or Johnny Ringo's. I was just fooling about Ike. No question. Like no one is here to see what is happening to Ringo, you know? That's true because he still has to look in the. Well, he you know won't have to look in the mirror to deal with it. But <laughs> like, I Ike's embarrassments are an incredibly like Ike. His first embarrassment at the OK Corral is about some an event that is so famous we still talk about it in 2017. Yeah, he listened. He dropped his gun in the well. He was looking <laughs> for his gun. <laughs> and <laughs> uh, where's Rick? Ringo just picked a fight. A different person showed up that he knew could beat him, and he got afraid. I mean, another thing, and I think we can dig into this more next week, but, like, this isn't even necessarily what happened to Johnny Ringo, (laughs) right? Like, we know about Johnny Ringo because of Tombstone more than anything else, because of the movie Tombstone. Yeah, true. Um, Because there's, like all sorts of theories on what actually happened 
to to uh, Johnny Ringo. But I listen, he's still alive now. I don't think we should dig into that just yet. Um, yeah, this is like one of those moments that's tough for me because like I wouldn't change anything on it. Like it's so good. It's yeah. so it's like performed well. It's shot well. Everything is great. I mean. I know you just said you don't like when people just talk about what's so good about something. But well, no, like, I, I mean, it's, it's really it's fine good. to say that stuff. I mean, of course, but it just, yeah, like. The question I, is who directed it, really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess that's the age-old question. Um, I actually think it was probably George Cosmatos or whatever his name is, or however you pronounce his name, um, just because it seems like the sort of, the sort of like stylistic flourish you would have in like Rambo two or something. I don't know. I mean, you know, his problems with movies aren't that they don't look great or have meaningful shots and moments. They're just sort of like general messes. Yeah. I I think that like kind of two things can be true. He could have directed this movie and set up all these shots and Kurt Russell could have been the one that kept the movie going with his organizational power and sort of force of will like I, I think it's probably more accurate that Kurt Russell stepped up like the way a producer steps up and that's keeps what things I think going and 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 keeps people engaged and and stuff like that. Like whereas I doubt he was like picking lenses and uh, you know talking to the DP about what to do uh, for every shot or for every you know scene like that. I, I, that um, that's probably it. But who knows? Whatever. I don't know. And like I think we've talked about this before, but like the cinematographer. Um, for this movie was William Fraker or Fracker F R A K E R, but uh, I know I know for sure we discussed this a long time ago. But he also uh, was a cinematographer on Rosemary's Baby, um, and he like was on the sets for One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest and Close Encounters of the Third Kind. So like that guy knows what he's doing. Yeah. Um. So like, but the only the, it's just weird. Like he was on a movie as noteworthy as. I'm, I'm sure he's got some other good stuff in his career. What do you mean he was on the set for those other movies? He wasn't. Sorry, he was the camera and electrical. Oh, okay. Something. So like he had different jobs, but not, he wasn't the DP. Yeah, yeah, he wasn't the DP. Is okay. is what I'm saying. But that's so that's why I mean. I'm sure he learned from some. Very oh yeah, if he's people. like that's that's the only thing I like about Rosemary's Baby is the, the way that it looks. Although I should um, watch it again, but I. That like, that's getting us off topic, I suppose. I suppose I, I I enjoy that movie, but yeah. Um. Okay. Well, I think I think we're good for the week, right? Do you have anything else on this? Have we we've sufficiently? Uh... Oh wow. He was also the cinematographer for Vegas Vacation. Yeah, I didn't name all the movies. <laughs> no, I know he didn't. <laughs> There's. <laughs> There's some in Street Fighter. Oh man, there's a minute by minute to do in the Island of Doctor Moreau. So that's yeah, two I, I'm sure he's got some stories. Yeah, he's been on two movies then where the director got fired. That's right, because the original Kevin Jar did get fired from this. Um, well, I'll just remind listeners, uh, rate us on iTunes. We've yeah, done this we, for a while. I don't feel like making anything. Help us out. You don't feel like what? Make, making anything for the potluck. Yeah, I don't yeah, I don't either. Um uh dot com slash survey. You can uh fill that out or, or have your significant other fill it out. Um 
And uh, Facebook, Twitter, TombstoneMinute.com. We're there. We're around. Send us an email. We love to answer it. And uh, We only have 20 left. We only have 20 left. It's crazy. We only have – you know what that means? Only four more huckleberries. Yeah, true. Um, But you know what? I'm excited about all of them. It'll be fun. And uh, we'll be back next week with a whole new week of Tombstone Minute. Thank you.